Hey there, we're gonna listen to some TikTok stuff. TikTok? Wait, what was the statistic? It was like a third of people are getting their news from TikTok, and that's why they want to shut it down. I should tweet that. One third of the population is getting their news from TikTok, so that's why they want to shut it down. That's why they want to shut it down. Make sure you don't get it. That's unconstitutional. Therefore, Senator Warner, Senator Mark Warner of Virginia. That's fake, Mark Warner. 
Virginie. Or did he make himself look like he's fake? On uh, Senator Warner. Yeah, that's it. Criminal division. Fucking DOJ, wake up, bitches. The Justice Department. Fucking FBI, wake up, fuckers. Wakey. Wake up. <laughs> Morning, bitches. Wake up, America! This is just a surprise. Hi, wake I collaborate. Spells TikTok wrong. Politics go. We like politics, politics. Politics go. Fuck em. It's missing an election, young Democrat. We like politics, go. We like politics, 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 go.
Okay, um... Right. Oh, I forgot to write a song. I did an experiment, of, you know, with with and without the filter. Like I consider the filter the I love my um, bold glamour filter. Things I won't buy anymore as a lawyer who tracks what is all it? the lawsuits. Beauty edition. First, waterproof mascara. As a crier, I used to only buy waterproof. But there are multiple class actions right now against major beauty companies. Turns out, in order to make mascara waterproof, these companies often have to add PFAS, toxic forever chemicals, linked to impaired oh immune function, diabetes, obesity, endocrine dysfunction, and cancers. Second, I wish I never used dry shampoo. I used to use it every other day. I've used many on this list, which have been determined to contain benzene in them. A known carcinogen. Paul Mitchell, Redkin, IGK, Batiste, Not Your Mother's, Plant One, OGX, Herbal Essences. Oh, wow. Or even low levels can be linked to increased risk oh. of cancer. I've wow. seen a lot of recalls and lawsuits are brewing. Also, horrifically, apparently the benzene stays in the air after you've sprayed it. And I used to get ready in the bathroom with my toddlers by my side. Third, I would not chemically straighten my hair again. I used to do it. I love the sleek look. But turns out women who chemically straighten their hair at least four times a year more than double their risk of uterine cancer and also what? ovarian and breast. Likely because these things are absorbed directly into the scalp. Want to hear more of my list? Things I won't buy anymore as yeah. a lawyer who tracks all the lawsuits. Beauty edition. First, waterproof mascara. As a choir, I used to only buy waterproof. But there are multiple class actions right now against major beauty companies. Turns out, in order to make mascara waterproof, these companies often have to add PFAS, toxic forever chemicals, linked to impaired immune function, diabetes, obesity, endocrine dysfunction, and God. cancers. Second, I wish I never used dry shampoo. I used to use it every other day. I've used many on this list, which have been determined to contain benzene in them, a known carcinogen where even low levels can be linked to increased risk of cancer. I've seen a lot of recalls and lawsuits are brewing. Also horrifically, apparently the benzene stays in the air after you've sprayed it, and I used to get ready in the bathroom with my toddlers by my side. Third, I would not chemically straighten my hair again. I used to do it. I love the sleek look. But turns out women who chemically straighten their hair at least four times a year more than double their risk of uterine cancer and also ovarian and breast. Likely because wow. these things are absorbed directly into the scalp. Want to hear more of my list? Things I won't yeah, buy anymore I as do. a lawyer who Actually. tracks all the lawsuits. Edition. First, waterproof mascara. As a crier, I used to only buy waterproof. But there are multiple class actions right now against... ...to add PFAS, toxic forever chemicals, linked to... ...to her. This is the Lawyer Angels. You want to stop saying, I'm sorry to everyone at work, but you still want to be gracious. I have an easy trick for you. Because, look, I'm a lawyer. I've negotiated with some of the best lawyers in this country. I was president of the Harvard debate team, and I do all these TV news hits. But I'm one of those people who shot out of the room saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to everyone. So this is my greatest trick. Replace I'm sorry with thank you. Like this. You're late replying to someone's email, or you're not meeting someone else's deadline. Instead of starting your reply with, I'm so sorry, try thank you for your patience.
Second example, you make a mistake or an error, someone else catches it. Look, everyone makes mistakes. Instead of saying, I'm so sorry for this mistake, try saying, thank you for flagging this, I'll revise immediately. And third, I found myself when I was asking a superior or a partner for help that I was always saying, I'm so sorry for taking up so much of your time. But instead of that, try saying, thank you for your attention, thank you for spending so much time with me. It's made a real impact. The sense of gratitude carries with it a lot more power than just starting with an apology. So thank you for listening. So you want to stop saying, I'm sorry to everyone at work, but you still want to... shows her true identity on the job. Who the hell are you? Jennifer Walters, attorney at law. But then she gets... No, Jen, I'm sorry. I have to go. Wrongful termination. Dream She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. What if you have a lawyer watches a legal show? Why was this flag sensitive? responsible for turning her green.
farms and feeds content to users based on their preferences. That's why if you, for example, like cats and you watch one video about cats, watch one video about cats, you might see a whole lot of videos about cats. What these cases try to do is hold the companies responsible if any of that algorithmic provided content, algorithmic provided content led to bad acts. Feels good to be done. That was pretty solid. No stumbles or inaccuracies, maybe seven out of 10. Good morning, it's 7 a.m. and I'm about to go live on TV. Watch with me while I rate myself. Sometimes I bomb, sometimes I slay. We're going to talk about three Supreme Court rulings. Pretty straightforward. Hey, always These TikTok users are now suing Montana for banning TikTok. Samantha Alario, who sells swimwear. Heather Duraco, a former sergeant. Carly Ann Goddard, who has tripled her family's household income on TikTok. Alice Held, a student who loves the outdoors. And Dale Stout, who's funny. They claim it violates the due process clause. realm of the federal government, not a state, who has no authority to ban its residents from TikTok, just like they couldn't ban the Wall Street Journal. Also violation of the Commerce Clause, blocking speech that originates in a state like New York, crossing state lines to Montana. Of course, that it violates the First Amendment. The content on TikTok is, like other internet content, as diverse as human thought. Of note are the vast differences in perception here. What First is TikTok Amendment. content? Beautifully, it's all described. These TikTok users are now suing Montana for banning TikTok. Samantha Alario, who sells swimwear. Heather Duraco, a former sergeant. Carly Ann Goddard, who has tripled her family's household income on TikTok. Alice Held, a student who loves the outdoors. And Dale Stout, who's funny. They claim it violates the due process clause of the Constitution, violating property rights in their TikTok accounts, including their followers and revenue, depriving them of liberty to pursue their chosen career, and then depriving them of liberty to obtain information. They argue that national security... These TikTok users are now suing Montana for banning TikTok. Samantha Alario, who sells to these TikTok users, are now suing Montana for banning TikTok. Samantha Alario, who sells to these. Where to go? foreign policy falls squarely in the realm of the federal government, not a state, who has no authority to ban its residents from TikTok, just like they couldn't ban the Wall Street Journal. Also violation of the Commerce Clause, blocking speech that originates in a state like New York, crossing state lines to Montana. And of course, that it violates the First Amendment. The content on TikTok is, like other internet content, as diverse as human thought. Of note are the vast differences in perception here. What is TikTok content? Liar, what it has Angela. beautifully it's all described. Now contrast this with how Montana's bill describes TikTok's 
content. Cooking chicken in NyQuil, pouring hot wax, smearing human feces, all the worst. Just the beginning of a major legal battle. As a lawyer, I promise to keep you updated. These TikTok users are now suing Montana for banning TikTok. Samantha Alario, who sure. sells swimwear. Heather Duraco, a former sergeant. Carly Ann Goddard, who has tripled her family's household income on TikTok. Alice Held, a student who loves the outdoors. And Dale Stout, who's funny. They claim it violates the due process clause of the... So, um Adamant as a presidential candidate, 24-24, and man, immediate prosecution removal from office of Virginia. Um, TikTok ban. And um, MSNBC. And I'm gonna tag him, Senator Warner. For unconstitutional, therefore criminal conduct, violating our constitutional First Amendment, First Amendment. Free speech, free speech. Constitutional rights. Free speech. 
As presidential candidate 2024, I demand immediate prosecution and removal from office of Virginia Senator Mark Warner, Senator Warner, for unconstitutional, their criminal conduct, violating First Amendment constitutional right to free speech. Um... Pretty cool, just a good job. I should like frame this. Constitution violating property rights in their TikTok accounts, including their followers and revenues, depriving them of liberty to pursue their chosen career, and then depriving them of liberty to obtain information. They argue that national security, foreign policy, falls squarely in the realm of the federal government, not a state, who has no authority to ban its residents from TikTok, just like they couldn't ban the Wall Street Journal. Also, violation of the Commerce Clause, blocking speech that originates in a state like New York, crossing state lines to things I won't buy anymore as a lawyer who tracks all the lawsuits, beauty edition. Part two, first. Spray sunscreen. As a tired mom, I spray these like five times a day on my small kids. They sprayed on each other and their eyeballs and their mouths. So many major brands in the last couple years found benzene in their cans. Most probably not a death sentence. It is a known carcinogen. No one seems to know exactly how benzene got in there. And sunscreen lotions were found to not have any. Lots of recalls and lawsuits. Second, I'm going to stay away from long-lasting, sweat-proof, 24-hour makeup. I spend a fair amount of time in TV studios under bright light. It turns out there's a reason things don't melt. It's usually because companies have added PFAS, basically Teflon, toxic forever chemicals, which I prefer not to be licking and eating all day on my lips. Third, this is more what I won't do. Let's use any makeup testers in a makeup store. While the lawsuits linking those to bad health haven't succeeded, they have shed light on a bunch of studies which have found all sorts of germs, staph, E. coli, and fecal matter. One study they found germs in 100% of the items tested. Want to hear more of my list? Things I won't buy anymore as a lawyer who tracks all things I won't buy anymore as a lawyer who tracks all the lawsuits. Beauty edition. First, waterproof mascara. As a crop under 60 seconds, a lawyer's take on today's news. Did you know the phrase Taco Tuesday is trademarked? This means restaurants and even local taco vendors could get sued if they use the phrase. Enter Taco Bell, who has filed a legal case to free Taco Tuesday from its trademark status because it's a commonly used term. Not so they can own it, but so taco lovers, vendors everywhere can use it freely without fear of a cease and desist. Under 60 seconds, a lawyer's take on today's news. Did you know the phrase Taco Tuesday is trademarked? This means restaurants and even local taco checks are being sent out this week to 4.4 million of you TurboTax users. All 50 states, because they scammed you. Let me tell you how. We back up to years ago when the IRS started rolling out free e-filing software so that people like you didn't have to spend money filing your taxes. Obviously, companies like TurboTax freaked out, so they came to an agreement with the IRS that they would offer free e-filing services to 70 percent 
50% of the U.S. population, and the IRS said they wouldn't compete with them. Now TurboTax is legally bound to have this free program, which they call the Freedom Edition, which is a fine name, except tricky, tricky. Then they also create another service, which they call the Free Edition. It's not the government's free partnership. It's a totally separate model where they reel people like you in by claiming the service will be free, but then end up upselling most customers by saying, oh, your taxes are too complicated. The government intervenes and says, TurboTax, you've got to change the name. Then they change Freedom to Free File. But then as they do that, they also bid on these search terms, link those searchers not to the government free edition, but instead to their free edition, which included the upsell. Also, they block their own government partnership free file landing page, even showing up at all in web search engines, so that everyone who thought they were filing their taxes for free per the IRS partnership was being funneled to a totally different profit model, which is why... Checks are being sent out this week to 4.4 million of you TurboTax users, all 50 states, because they scammed you. Let me tell you how. We back up to years ago when the IRS started rolling out free e-filing software so that people like you didn't have to spend money filing your taxes. Obviously, companies like TurboTax freaked out, so they came to an agreement with the IRS that they would offer free e-filing services to 70% of the U.S. population and the IRS would be Now TurboTax is legally bound to have this free program which they call the Freedom Edition, which is a fine name, except tricky, tricky. Then they also create another service, which they call the Free Edition. It's not the government's free partnership. It's a totally separate model where they reel people like you in by claiming the service will be free, but then end up upselling most customers by saying, oh, your taxes are too complicated. The government intervenes and says, TurboTax, you've got to change the name. Then they change Freedom to Free File. But then as they do that, they also bid on these search terms, link those searchers not to the government Free Edition, but instead to their free edition, which included the upsell. Also, they blocked their own government partnership free file landing page, even showing up at all in web search engines, so that everyone who thought they were filing their taxes for free per the IRS partnership was being funneled to a totally different profit model, which is why... Checks are being sent out this week to 4.4 million of you TurboTax users. All 50 states because they can do. Let me tell you how. We back up to years ago when the IRS business was just criminally charged with doing something super shady with a patient's phone in Jacksonville, Florida. Honestly, if this had happened to me, I wouldn't have even known. Because I just learned something new about my iPhone, which I will share with you. This woman gets admitted to the ER and gets assigned this nurse, Luke Waski. Assuming she's somewhat incapacitated or hysterical, she asks her nurse to help her make a phone call to let someone know that she is okay. So she unlocks her phone, hands it over to him, and he walks out of the room with her phone. She finds that odd, so she yells out, and then she gets a notification on her Apple Watch that she just sent a text message, pics, and a video to an unidentified phone number. The nurse comes back into the room. She asks him for her phone back, and he gets really weird. She then finds her phone between blankets, and she checks this folder in her iPhone to see that he has sent new pics and video of herself to himself. So I did not know that you could check your own deleted messages so anytime you're suspicious of anyone who's been in your phone you gotta check this folder click on your messages up on the top left hit edit and hit show recently deleted for me i just got spammed this male nurse was just criminally charged with doing something super shady with the patient's phone and i'm going to show you some proof how if you and your roommate order the exact same doordash order from the exact same place at the exact same time you might get charged differently and why this is all alleged in the amended complaint for the one
million dollar DoorDash class action regarding DoorDash's predatory pricing. So first, iPhone customers are charged more than Android users. Allegedly, DoorDash knows iPhone users are in a higher income bracket. Check out these examples, like Chick-fil-A by an iPhone user, Fruit Cup Hash Brown Bowl, $27.39. Now we switch to the Android user, $26.39. Exact same time, exact same order. The difference is in the delivery fee. Or Chipotle, when chicken deletable for an iPhone user is $27.52. The Android user, $25.53. The difference is in the delivery fee. Yoga and Rice, Rukoto Sake Japanese Steakhouse, $26.89 for an iPhone user. $24.89 for someone who orders on an Android. And same time, same delivery address, same order. Also in this class action, how Dash Pass is a scam. If they get you to buy Dash Pass by saying, that it'll reduce your fee, but allegedly they just charge you expanded range fees. Like don't tack on to non Dash Pass users who place an order at the exact same time, exact same place. Let's see what you put the order from the Dash Pass account. $15.80, including a 99 cent expanded range fee. Let's same time, same place, same delivery address. From a standard non Dash Pass account, no expanded range fee. More examples like this in the class action. I'll keep you posted. I'm going to show you some proof. How is you and your roommate order the exact same DoorDash order from the exact same place at the exact same time? You might get charged differently, and why? This is all alleged in the amended complaint for the $1 billion DoorDash class action regarding DoorDash's predatory pricing. So first, iPhone customers are charged more than Android users. Allegedly, DoorDash knows iPhone users are in a higher income bracket. Check out these examples, like Chick-fil-A by an iPhone user. Fruit Cup Hash Brown Bowl, $27.39. Now we switch to the Android user, $26.39. Exact same time, exact same order. The difference is in the delivery fee. For Chipotle and Chicken Burrito Bowl for an iPhone user is $27.52. The Android user, $25.53. The difference is in the delivery fee. Yoda and Rice with Kotosake Japanese Steakhouse, $26.89 for an iPhone user. $24.89 for someone who orders on the Android. And same time, same delivery address, same order. Also in this class action, how Dash Pass is a scam. If they get you to buy Dash Pass by saying, that it'll reduce your fees. But allegedly, they just charge you expanded range fees. Like, don't tack on to non-Dash Pass users who place an order at the exact same time, exact same place. Look here at a Chipotle order from a Dash Pass account, $15.80, including a 99 cent expanded range fee. Look, same time, same place, same delivery address. From a standard non-Dash Pass account, no expanded range fee. More examples like this in the class action. I'll keep you posted. I'm going to show you some proof. How if you and your roommate order the exact same DoorDash order from the exact same place at the exact same time, you might, oh, hey, Roblox users, or parents of them. Class action settlement has been approved to settle claims that Roblox has been fraudulently scamming you out of money, a.k.a. Robux. With this content deletion scheme, Roblox owns and operates a metaverse where you can spend money buying virtual items, from which Roblox makes an ungodly amount of money. These items are largely user-generated, and Roblox takes a percentage of each Sale. After you buy items like, say, clothing for your avatar, Roblox apparently deletes a lot of these items. Class action alleges it's for fraudulent reasons. First, that it's basically just a scam to make children repeat purchases, to buy similar items, to replace things that were just deleted. Second, it's also a scam so that Roblox can pretend that it takes content moderation seriously, especially with all the minors on the platform. But intentionally, instead of vetting items beforehand, they make you pay for them first, then do this sham content moderation where they might delete it. With the crux of all of this, that they never refund you for anything they delete. Settlement has been preliminarily approved. The moment the settlement website is up and you can claim your money, I'll let you know.
Roblox users or parents of Van Cross actually yeah. said who did she kill him because of the prenup? He was by all accounts rich. And on the day of the wedding, his mother presents her with a prenup, saying if they divorced, their assets would stay separate, really meaning she'd get nothing. However, the prenup also said that most of the assets would pass to the bride if and only if he died before her while they were still married. And with the fentanyl in the Moscow mule, it appears he died while they were still married. A plot twist, before he was poisoned that final fatal time, he'd already used the legal system to See, when he started to suspect that something was severely wrong, he transferred his assets into a trust managed by his sister. This way, those assets were no longer really his, thus would not automatically transfer to his wife upon his death. Also, he made his business partner the beneficiary of his life insurance policy. If he died, his partner could use that money to buy back his part of the business, and then would go to his wife. But what was the final straw for this alleged poisoning? 22,000 square foot, $2 million house. They had been arguing over whether or not to buy it. He said it was just too expensive. And on March 4th, he died. And on March 5th, she closed on the house. Did she kill him because of the prenup? He was by all accounts rich. And on the day of her wedding, his mother presents her with a prenup, saying if they divorced, their assets would stay separate, really meaning she'd get nothing. However, the prenup also said that most of the assets would pass to the bride if and only if he died before her while they were still married. And with the fentanyl in the Moscow mule, it appears he died while they were still married. A plot twist, before he was poisoned that final fatal time, he'd already used the legal system to outsmart her. See, when he started to suspect that something was severely wrong, he transferred his assets into a trust managed by his sister. This way, those assets were no longer really his, thus would not automatically transfer to his wife upon his death. Also, he made his business partner the beneficiary of his life insurance policy. If he died, his partner could use that money to buy back his part of the business, and none would go to his wife. But what was the final straw for this alleged poisoning? 22,000 square foot, $2 million house. They had been arguing over whether or not to buy it. He said it was just too expensive. And on March 4th, he died. And on March Fifth, she closed on the house. But did she kill him because of a prenup? He was by all accounts rich. And on the date this woman's husband dies, leaving her three boys fatherless, he writes a children's book about grief. A plot twist. Now this grieving widow has been charged with murder. But how did they figure this out? Let me tell you. Because let's be clear, her cover-up was an Oscar award-winning performance. She dedicated this book to my amazing husband and a wonderful father. And then on TV, talking about her loss. First, this was her account of the death. She gave him a THC gummy and a Moscow meal. She fell asleep in the kids' room, came back at 3 a.m., and he was cold the touch, aka dead. But here's some of the clues the investigators found. Number one, life insurance. Heads up, investigators always look to see who is the beneficiary of a life insurance policy and were there any recent changes. And she, this Mormon mom, allegedly changed the policy to make herself the sole beneficiary until he found out and changed it back. Number two, toxicology reports don't lie. It came back showing that fentanyl killed him. Once the investigators get reports like this, they get search warrants to trace the path of fentanyl. Through phone and email records, even messages she had deleted. They were able to see she had procured the fentanyl. And lastly, Crazy usually has a history. His sister revealed that three years ago, while he and his wife were vacationing in Greece, that he called his sister, that he thought his wife was trying to kill him because he became violently ill after a drink. Unbelievable and tragic. This woman's husband dies, leaving her three boys fatherless. She writes a children's book about grief. A plot twist. Now this grieving widow has been charged with murder. How did they figure this out? Let me tell you. Because let's be clear, her cover-up was an Oscar award-winning performance. She dedicated this book to my amazing husband and wonderful father. And went on TV talking about her loss. First, this was her account of the death. She gave him a THC gummy and a Moscow mirror. She fell asleep in the kids' room, came back at 3 a.m., and he was cold to the touch. A.K.A. dead. Here's some of the clues the investigators found. Number one, life insurance. Heads up, investigators always look to see who is the beneficiary of a life insurance policy. And were there any recent changes? And she 
interview this Mormon mom allegedly changed the policy to make herself the sole beneficiary until he found out and changed his back. Number two, toxicology reports don't lie. It came back showing that fentanyl killed him. Once the investigators get reports like this, they get search warrants to trace the path of fentanyl. Through phone and email records, even messages she had deleted, they were able to see she had procured the fentanyl. And lastly, crazy usually has a history. Her sister revealed that three years ago, while he and his wife were vacationing in Greece, that he called his sister and he thought his wife was trying to kill him because he became violently ill after a drink. Unbelievable and tragic. This woman's husband dies, leaving her three boys fatherless. He writes a children's book about grief. Plot twist, now this grieving widow. Like, why is it so controversial that Tiger Woods had his girlfriend, Erica Furman, sign an NDA when they first got together? I mean, how else are celebrities supposed to have relationships? Well, first, a new federal law as of January 23 applies to any of you who signed a non-disclosure or non-disparagement prior to any dispute about sexual harassment or abuse. This is called the Speak Out Act. It's meant for situations exactly like this. Someone just can't have you sign a blanket NDA and then allegedly harass and abuse you and then have you silenced. If you listen to me closely, you heard that this law applies when disputes arise over harassment. So where's the harassment here? Well, here's the second reason this is so controversial. The biggest issue at play is that she worked for him. She was the general manager of his restaurant. And if he says this NDA is just personal, not employment-based, any sexual relationship you ever have with your employee is rife with legal potholes. He's claiming she had to sign the NDA because she was worried she'd lose her job. Final point on NDAs, while they are excellent intimidation tactics, if you sign one, you're probably going to shut your mouth. Reality is, of course, hate to enforce them. Like, obviously, we do sometimes, especially in business contexts. But if you really feel compelled to talk about something but you signed an NDA, hit up a lawyer because it might not be enforceable. Like, why is it so controversial that Tiger Woods had his girlfriend, Erica Herman, sign an NDA when they first got together? And how else are celebrities supposed to have relationships? Well, first, it's time to file your claim in the Western Oil Class Action Settlement. No receipts required. You only have two weeks left to file, so file now. The class action is settling claims for false advertising because until 2017, Western advertised their oils as 100% natural, particularly so with their canola oil, their natural oil, their corn oil, and their best blend oil. But the problem is that Western oils are made from genetically modified plants, a.k.a. GMOs. And Monsanto, the company that pioneered GM seeds, literally defines GMO as genetic makeup altered to exhibit traits that are not naturally theirs, hence not natural. To file your claim, start here. Fill out your basic contact info. Check this list thoroughly to see if you resided in any of these states during any of those states and bought the oils. The list is also in the captions. You estimate the number of products that you purchased. Then if you happen to live in New York or Oregon, you are eligible to also claim part of an extra $575,000 fund, but that requires a short verification. This is where you file. It's time to file your claim in the Western Oil Class Action Settlement. No receipts required. You only have two weeks left to file, so file now. The class action is settling claims for false advertising because until 2017, Western advertised their oils as 100% natural, particularly so with their canola oil, their natural oil, their corn oil, and their best blend oil. But the problem is that Western oils are made from genetically modified plants. AKA GMOs. And Monsanto, the company that pioneered GM seeds, literally defines GMO as genetic makeup altered to exhibit traits that are not naturally theirs, hence not natural. To file your claims, how to claim your portion of the $725 million Facebook class action settlement with the lawyer Angela and my buddy Sean SVV. Hey everyone, number one, access the Facebook settlement form at facebookuserprivacysettlement.com forward slash hashtag home. Two, fill out your basic contact info. It's very straightforward. Number three, fill out the details section. 
Only those who lived within the United States and had a Facebook account between these states actually qualify. Four, enter your usernames, emails, and phone numbers associated with your accounts. You can add multiple accounts. Number five, specify how you would like to be paid out for the settlement. Watch out for scams because this signup is completely free. If you're forced to pay anything during this process, it's a scam. Finally, verify your submission info. Only hit the submit button once and then wait for your confirmation. And that's it, except follow Sean SVB who reads the fine print so you don't have to. How to claim your portion of the $725 million Facebook class action settlement with the lawyer Angela and... Mayo, you're welcome, yeah. Buddy Sean SVV. Hey everyone. When something bad happens to you and bad things happen to all of us, you might be like me and Wait, what did how to do? claim your portion of the $725 million Facebook class action settlement with the lawyer Angela and my buddy Sean SVV. Hey everyone. Number one, access the Facebook settlement form at facebookuserprivacysettlement.com forward slash hashtag home. Two, fill out your basic contact info. It's very straightforward. Number three, fill out the details section. Only those who lived within the United States and had a Facebook account between these states actually qualify. Four, enter your usernames, emails, and phone numbers associated with something bad happens to you and bad things happen to all of us. You might be like me and just want to brush it off and move on. But maybe years later, you'll look back on this bad thing and want to sue. This is a very common scenario that happens all the time. Maybe you didn't even know you could sue. Or maybe so much trauma builds that later you realize you should sue. As a lawyer, I'm going to say you should preserve that future option for your future self to sue, which means there's some things you should and shouldn't do now to preserve your credibility. For an example, we're going to use E. Jean Carroll's law against Trump right now for an alleged essay that happened almost 30 years ago in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room. First, if it involves a crime, go to the police. Eugene Carroll's case, she's alleging R-A-P-E, and she's getting questioned by Trump's lawyers over why she didn't report it if this actually happened. Trauma cuts differently for everyone, so you might choose not to go, but you should just know that if you do choose to sue in the future, a police report at the time it happened can help your case significantly. Second, if you don't go to the police or if it's not even necessarily criminal, you should still get a contemporaneous account of your side of what happened. Like in Trump's case, Eugene Carroll called her friend the same day and basically told her everything that happened in that dressing room. Almost 30 years later, that friend testified in court and bolstered her credibility significantly. Third, I say this every day, but it's not enough. Your social media posts can be used against you. After the alleged assault, Eugene Carroll posted on Facebook that she was a massive fan of The Apprentice. This post that could have meant many things is being used against her to attack her credibility. When something bad happens to you and bad things happen to all of us, you might be like me and just want to brush it off and move on. But maybe years later, you'll look back on this bad thing and want to sue. This is a very common scenario that happens all the time. Maybe you didn't even know you could sue. Or maybe so much trauma builds that later you realize you should sue. As a lawyer, I'm going to say you should preserve that future option for your future self to sue, which means there's some things you should and shouldn't do now to preserve your credibility. For an example, we're going to use E. Jean Carroll's law lawsuit against Trump right now for an alleged essay that happened almost 30 years ago in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room. First, if it involves a crime, go to the police. Eugene Carroll's case, she's alleging R-A-P-E, and she's getting questioned by Trump's lawyers over why she didn't report it if this actually happened. Trauma cuts differently for everyone, so you might choose not to go, but you should just know that if you do choose to sue in the future, a police report at the time...
help your case significantly. Second, if you don't go... At an emotional level, you had Sheeran on the stand, this likable, charismatic musician who with such integrity and conviction that he would never steal another musician's music and was really trying to fight on behalf of songwriters everywhere. He went so far as to say he would never pick up a guitar again if he lost this lawsuit. So I think he won emotionally. At an emotional level, you had Sheeran on the stand, this likable, charismatic musician who with such integrity and conviction that he would never steal another musician's music and was really trying to fight on behalf of everyone who was so far as to say he would never pick up a guitar again if he lost this lawsuit. So I think he won emotionally. And the next on the stand, this likable, charismatic musician who with such integrity and conviction that he would never steal another musician's music and was really trying to fight on behalf of songwriters everywhere. He went so far as to say he would never pick up a guitar again if he lost this lawsuit. So I think he won emotionally. At an emotional level, you had Sheeran on the stand, this likable, charismatic musician who with such integrity and conviction that he would never steal another musician's pretty little thing, nasty gal, to always advertise that everything's on sale. Because if something is always 50% off, it's never 50% off. Because false advertising using deception to get you to spend money. Well, nine and a half million of you will now be getting gift cards because these websites settled their class actions nationwide excluding california because they settled in the fall nothing to do right now i'll keep you posted do you remember how i said it's illegal for companies like boohoo pretty little thing nasty gal to always advertise that everything's on sale because if something is always 50 percent off it's never 50 percent off it's just false advertising using deception to get you to spend money well nine and a half million of you will now be getting gift cards because these websites settled their class actions nationwide excluding california because they settled in the fall nothing to do right now i'll keep you posted do you remember how I said it's illegal for companies like Boohoo, Pretty Little Thing, Nasty Gal to a monster $1 billion class action has been filed against DoorDash for its predatory practices, basically just alleging that DoorDash is one giant scam. Here are some of the allegations. First, the delivery windows advertised are consistently five to seven minutes less than the actual delivery window, which suggests that DoorDash has an algorithm that intentionally deceives customers. Next, while vehemently claiming that they are legally not a delivery service, so that they're not actually responsible for your actual delivery, DoorDash literally charges something called a delivery fee and does not pass that fee along to the drivers, aka the delivers, but they keep it for themselves. Also on fees, by separating out service fee from delivery fee from city fee, they are psychologically manipulating consumers into thinking that fees are all separate. When they all go to the same pot, yes, including the city fee, and deep in their terms, they say, well, they don't even have to tell you what these fees are for. Now, for those of you who pay for Express, when you pay for priority to you, they don't actually tell your dasher that you paid extra for priority to you, and the average time of receiving an Express or standard order is allegedly the same. There are also serious allegations of how DoorDash is predatory to their drivers. So DoorDash holds their tips and pay for a week and makes the drivers pay DoorDash fees to get their pay earlier. And the same allegations of predatory behavior towards restaurants. That DoorDash holds the money you pay for restaurants for a week and makes the restaurants pay extra if they want the money before. This is allegedly a problem because DoorDash explicitly says they are not a delivery service, they are not a restaurant service, so that they don't have those liabilities but instead they make millions in interest holding the money that you pay for delivery and for restaurants. We will keep you posted on any settlement.
A monster $1 billion class action has been filed against DoorDash for its predatory yeah, practices. We heard that just, Basically uh, just alleging. We just found out we were being watched in our Airbnb. And she asked, can I sue? And thank you for tagging me. Look, I can't give her direct legal advice, but I can say just generally what you should do if you feel you've been violated in some egregious way. First, you go to the cops. Obviously, safety first. But also, if you decide to sue later, it's much easier if criminal investigations have already been conducted. Even better if charges are filed. This can help eliminate a he said, she said that inevitably comes with a lawsuit. Next, you find a personal injury lawyer in your state. They can help determine which party you can sue. Like here, you might try Airbnb, but Airbnb tends to disavow all responsibility for guests and hosts. However, they do set aside like $50 million a year to address claims like this. Likely, a lawyer might direct you to sue the host for things like privacy violations and emotional distress, all sorts of damages. So find a lawyer. We just found out we were being watched in our Airbnb. And she asked, can I sue? And thank you for It's time to file your claim in the biggest privacy class action ever. I'm talking Facebook. This is the right page. Hit submit a claim. Fill out your basic contact info. Then if you were a Facebook user between May of 07 to December of 2022 during any of that time and lived in the U.S., fill out your username, phone number, email, then pick how to get paid. It's time to file your claim in the biggest privacy class action ever. I'm talking Facebook. This is the right page. Hit submit a claim. Fill out your basic contact info. Then if you were a Facebook user between May of 07 to December of 2022 during any of that time and lived in the U.S., fill out your username, phone number, email, then pick how to get paid. It's time to file your claim in the biggest... Two things. One, it's free cone day at Ben & Jerry's. Two, Ben & Jerry's has been hit with a sad class action for breach of consumer trust and false advertising. It covers nationwide consumers saying that people pay premium prices for Ben & Jerry's ice cream because they market them as ethically sourced. Models like Karen Dairy or Milk with Dignity. However, an expose by the New York Times in February found child migrant laborers in milk supply facilities of Ben & Jerry's products. You know I'll keep you posted. Two things. One, it's free cone day at Ben & Jerry's. Two, Ben & Jerry's has been hit with a sad class action for breach of consumer trust and false advertising. It covers nationwide consumers saying that people pay premium prices for Ben & Jerry's ice cream because they market them as ethically sourced. Models like Karen Dairy or Milk with Dignity. However, an expose by the New York Times in February found child migrant laborers in milk supply facilities of Ben & Jerry's products. You know I'll keep you posted. Two things. One, it's free cone day at Ben & Jerry's. Two, Ben & Jerry's has been hit with a sad class action for breach of consumer trust and false advertising. It covers nationwide consumers saying that people pay premium prices for Ben & Jerry's ice cream because they market them as ethically sourced. Models like Caring Dairy or Milk with Dignity. However, an expose by the New York Times in February found child migrant laborers in milk supply facilities of Ben & Jerry's products. You know I'll keep you posted. Two things. One, it's free cone day at Ben & Jerry's. Two, Ben & Jerry's has been hit with a sad class Dad. action for breach of consumer trust right, and right, false right. advertising. It covers nationwide consumers saying it's time to file your claim in the dual class action. No receipts are required if your purchases were under 300. What you get back will be capped at 150% of what you spent or 300% if you started buying under the age of 18. This settlement is just for false advertising of the addictiveness and the safety. But if you experienced real injury, find a lawyer.
have time to file your claim in the Jewel class action. No receipts are required if your purchases were under 300. What you get back will be under 60 seconds. A lawyer's take on today's news. First, South Carolina, they just turned a hit and run into a homicide. Stephen Smith, an acquaintance of the Murdochs, was found dead on the side of a road in 2015. Now, the state is saying in their investigation into Alec Murdoch, they uncovered new evidence regarding Stephen Smith. Remember, violent crimes in many states have no statute of limitations. This means if you commit a crime and you think you got away with it, you will never sleep well. In Manhattan, everyone's talking about Trump, but nope, we're not talking about it. For how many years can we just speculate something's around the corner? On the Gwyneth accident. Two things. One they're trying to figure out was Terry at the bottom or was Gwyneth at the bottom? Who hit who really matters? Second, Gwyneth's lawyers are trying to prove that he was already losing his mind prior to the collision. Why does this matter? Because negligence lawsuits have to prove there was direct injury or harm as a result of someone's recklessness. If there's no harm, there's no money. Under 60 seconds, a lawyer's take on today's news. First, South Carolina, they just turned a hit and run into a homicide. Stephen Smith, an acquaintance of the Murdochs, was found dead on the side of a road in 2015. Now, the state is saying in their investigation into Alec Murdoch, they uncovered new evidence regarding Stephen Smith. Remember, violent crimes in many states have no statute of limitations. This means if you commit a crime and you think you got away with it, you will never sleep well. In Manhattan, everyone's talking about Trump, but nope, we're not talking about it. For how many years can we just speculate something's around the corner? Under Gwyneth ski accident. Two things. One, they're trying to figure out was Terry at the bottom or was Gwyneth at the bottom? Who hit who really matters? Second, Gwyneth's lawyers are trying to prove that he was already losing his mind prior to the collision. Why does this matter? Because negligence lawsuits have to prove there was direct injury or harm as a result of someone's recklessness. If there's no harm, there's no money. For 60 seconds, a lawyer take on today's news. First, South Carolina. They just turned a hit and run into a homicide. Under 60 seconds, a lawyer's take on today's news. Let's start with Gwyneth on trial, she's being sued by another skier for crashing into him negligently and causing him injury. She's countersuing and saying he's actually the one who hit her first. So they're both claiming to be the downhill skier who, FYI, has the right of way. I know you're wondering, yes, you can sue other skiers. You can actually sue anybody who recklessly causes you harm. Second, Bad Bunny being sued for $40 million by his ex-girlfriend for copyright who claims that it's her voice saying Bad Bunny baby and she never gave him such consent. If her facts are true, copyright law is on her side. Remember, you must always get consent before you use anyone's likeness for money, period. Last, why are all the police in Manhattan so busy today? So Trump paid his lawyer money to pay off a porn star, but look, hush money is not illegal. But mislabeling it as a legal expense could be a misdemeanor, which then could turn into a felony if there was also an intent to commit a crime. Crime here being campaign finance violation. Defense could be that the intent for calling the hush money a legal expense was not to win the campaign, but to save himself from Melania's wrath, which might be immoral, but it's not a crime. Under 60 seconds, a lawyer's take on today's news. Let's start with Gwyneth on trial. She's being sued by another skier for crashing into him negligently and causing an injury. She's countersuing and saying he's actually the one who hit her foot. So they're both claiming to be the downhill skier who FYI has the right of way. I know you're wondering, yes, you can sue other skiers. You can actually sue anybody who recklessly causes you harm. Second, Bad Bunny's being sued for $40 million by his ex-girlfriend for copyright. She claims that it's her voice saying Bad Bunny baby and she never gave him her consent. If her facts are true, copy. Copyright law is on first thought. Remember, you must always get consent before you lose anyone's likeness for money, period. Last, why are all the police in Manhattan so busy?